What is happening, everyone? It's the Fantasy Stock Exchange back with you, recording another uh, 2020 NFL fantasy football bus video. Um, we're going to talk in running backs today. Uh, how's everyone doing? Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're doing well. I mean, uh, you guys know Daniel Bush, Notorious. I mean, we, we've been on a few videos, to say the least, together. So we're just ready to start this and talk about some bus that you should absolutely not be drafting at this point in the season. So. All right, we're going to start it off with Jacksonville Jaguars running back Leonard Fournette. Uh, RB11 off the board, pick 17. So he's a uh, mid-second round pick. Um, for starters, my problem with Leonard Fournette is for starters, I like to draft talented players. I'm not sure that Leonard Fournette's actually good. So there's the first one. Second one is, is he still injury prone? He had a good season with staying healthy last year, but he, he hasn't been able to stay healthy over his career. And we kind of, I feel like people are forgetting about that based on how high he's going up. And last year he was like a mid third round pick because of that uh, injury concern. Um, another point that I want to mention is his offense in Jacksonville was very pass heavy and he saw an extremely high amount of targets. Uh, for reference, Jay Gruden coming in from the Washington Redskins threw the ball 490 times uh, in 2018, which was Jay Gruden's last full season as a coach. And the Jacksonville Jaguars last year threw it 589 times, which is an extra 100 attempts. Um, not to mention the low, ad, uh, the low yards per attempt of the offense, uh, basically working to Fournette's advantage as he saw a large volume of dump offs and proceeded to basically fall down after catching the ball. <laughs> he can't really do much after the catch. Um, Another point, uh, the last point I want to bring up is that uh, Jay Gruden also likes using a third down back. Um, Chris Thompson in Washington being the biggest uh, example of that. Uh, under uh, Jay Gruden's nine seasons as an OC or head coach, only one running back has seen more than 200 plus carries and 20 catches. And it was actually Adrian Peterson in 2018, and he had exactly 20 catches. So wasn't exactly the most ideal situation. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on Fournette's outlook for 2020? Nick, you can go first, but oh yeah, well I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't hate. I don't think he's gonna be a complete bust, but I don't think that he's gonna be catching nearly as many balls like you said as last year. But the thing is, this is everyone's argument about Leonard Fournette. The touchdowns have to go up. What he scored three touchdowns last year. It it has to go up from from three. But I wouldn't say that Leonard Fournette is gonna be a steal at where he is going. Probably not. But I do think that. He's not necessarily, to me, what I would consider a bust, but I don't hate thinking not drafting Leonard Fournette because last year I, I hated Leonard Fournette for many of the reasons you listed, his injury concerns. I mean, he didn't even show up to team pictures one time like two years ago, and they sat him down for that. So, you know, the, the character concerns might be there for a guy like Leonard Fournette. So what do you think, Danny? I mean, I agree with the bust designation of Leonard Fournette. When I'm taking a guy, what you say is our, uh, his ADP is at this current time? Sorry. Uh, RB11, uh, 20, if, uh, 17 off the board. If I'm taking him in the mid-second round as the RB11 off the board, he better damn well have top five upside, and I just do not see him having top five upside with the pieces they have uh, on that offensive line and the decrease in the passing game that he's going to face this year. I mean, it's just going to go down. He's going to face regression in the passing game. Like, he's not getting 100 targets. And let's be honest here, on 76 catches, like, he did absolutely nothing in the receiving game to note. I mean, people are going to argue the three touchdowns last year, but realistically, what about that offensive line increasing this year really gives you uh, hope for that. Like their offensive, The reason he didn't score a touchdown last year is because, A, he's not a very good back in my opinion, and, B, that offensive line was atrocious. So, uh, I don't know. I just don't see the upside. If I'm taking a guy at RB11, he better damn well have top five upside, and I feel like at this point, like his upside may be like RB8, 
or be nine. And yeah, taking- I think he'll I think he'll be a safe player, like in terms of volume, kind of similar to what how we saw uh, Le'Veon Bell's outlook last year was yeah. that he'll probably catch like a decent amount of balls, maybe six, like you'll probably get like seventy targets or something. Probably have like two hundred plus carries, but he's not going to have much upside. He'll probably still not score that many touchdowns. Like I know <laughs> it's bound to go up from where it was last year, but the offense is still not going to be good. So it like he's probably only going to score like five or six touchdowns, maybe eight touchdowns if he's lucky. Like I I, I don't see. Um, the upside of a, a back in a like a probably in a bottom ten offense, who's probably gonna have a top five overall pick next year on that team. So, yeah, I agree yeah. with that. I mean, uh, segueing into another back uh, that I'm gonna bring bring it up for my bus pick, it's going to be Todd Gurley. Uh, recently moved to the Atlanta Falcons in the off season. Now, Todd Gurley in 2019 uh, finishes the RB11 uh, in standard formats, RB12 and 14 in half and full PPR. And on points per game, finished RB12 in standard with 12.8. Uh, half, half and full PPR was RB14 with 13.9 and 14.9, respectively. And he's currently going off the board as the RB16 overall 30, which is, in relative terms, the 306. And that's just simply way too high for a guy like Todd Gurley. I mean, you, if you guys watched last season, I mean, he just did not look like a good running back anymore. It sucks to say because, I mean, that 2017-2018 stretch, he was easily the RB1. Uh, it's just his knee injuries. I mean, he's torn his ligament in his, in his knee twice and he's developed arthritis in those knees and he just clearly lacks the explosion that he used to have. I mean, evidenced by his 3.8 yards per carry just last season. I mean, yards per carry isn't a predictive stat, but I mean, when I look at yards per carry, I have to think, okay, well, how does he get it? I watched Todd Gurley. He just doesn't have the explosion that he's had in the past. Now, if you look at his season, so how he got to his ranks that he finished last year being RB11 to RB14 in PPR formats, he was super reliant on touchdowns for his points. I mean, he had 12 rushing touchdowns alone, which is just ludicrous to think about. I mean, that's going down this year, especially in Atlanta's offense, who threw at a 66.7% uh, pass run split last season, which was the highest in the NFL. So, I mean, volume alone is definitely going to go down for him. Touchdown uh, opportunity is definitely going to go down for him. And uh, when you factor in the injury concerns, I mean, it's just it's not worth it. And if you're looking at it, you're going to get a guy who's going to regress in the passing or regress in the touchdown game. What does he offer you in the passing game now? He got 31 catches, 31 receptions in 15 games last season, which is just over two per game. He's not going to be a factor in PPR formats. His touchdowns are clear to regress simply because of A, uh, Atlantis play calling and be just natural regression. I mean, he's not, he's just not going to score that many touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, overall his arthritis in his knees uh, due to the ligament tears uh, make him a risky pick not uh, at the RB 16, not to mention if I, I just mentioned on Leonard Fournette, if I'm taking a guy at RB 16, I want him to have top eight upside. And he, he simply for me, like you're taking him just below where his ceiling is and he has a non-existent floor. So I think it's a clear bust pick here. I mean, at this point, uh, there's no way in heck I'm taking him in the mid-third round. Uh, but what are, you guys, what are you guys' thoughts on Gurley? Uh, here, I'll go first real quick. My thoughts, honestly, are that I could see him, if they give him the workload that he, they should give him, he could be great. But I don't think that's what's going to happen. We saw the Rams last season limit him early and a lot. And then towards the end of the season, once they realized it was over, well, I guess it was it was not over yet, but it was pretty much over, then they started giving him a bunch of carries. So. If they give him the correct usage, I think he could be great. But I don't think they're going to use him correctly in Atlanta. When has Atlanta used anyone correctly besides Julio Jones? But I think that uh, he'll end up being 
not the best pick. So I would definitely categorize him as a bust, and I would stay clear away of Todd Gurley. Like, to me, this is, like, the easiest bust ever because I wasn't going to pick him at all regardless of where he was getting picked. He could be in the eighth round. I still wouldn't pick him. He's getting picked so high now that there's just no way I'm picking him. Yeah, um, I brought up how Dirk Cutter knows how to use tight ends last uh, last episode on our bust episode. He can't use running backs. That's, he can't. He's not good at it. You saw Ronald Jones's rookie year. Oh, you God. saw Devontae Freeman last year. Uh, Dirk Cutter is is death to fantasy running backs. So I I I don't think the the favorable system he left in L.A. I don't think the system is an upgrade in Atlanta. I think the the offense in general might score more points, but that's about it. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty much wraps on Todd Gurley. I mean. I don't know. There's not much else for me to really bring up to him. I feel like uh, the bus factors that would be present, I brought forth. I just don't see the upside. Uh, the floor is non-existent. So, I mean, those are my final thoughts on them. I mean, Nick, uh, do you want to bring up your running back? Yeah. Yeah, here. My running back bust for this video is Miles Sanders, running back of the Philadelphia Eagles, FFPC, running back, or running back 12 overall pick 18 last season. He finished running back number 14 and running back number 19 in points per game. He played on 52.9% of the snaps in 2019. The Eagles are famous for the running back by committee. So I think regardless of who is around him, I think that this is just still going to happen. It's going to be a running back by committee. I mean, last year we saw at towards the end of the year that it really wasn't, but they probably bring in someone to be uh, the complimentary back to him. And he goes ahead of guys like, I'm going to be honest with you, I take Leonard Fournette over him 100%, Kenyon Drake, and some other guys that go behind him. So Miles Sanders, to me, there's no way I'm taking a guy that I think is only going to be getting 50% of the snaps on, a, on the given team at the running back position. So what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, uh, I definitely see the upside with Miles Sanders. I mean, he finished RB15 last season. Uh, he, Jordan Howard's out of the offense now. The thing that worries me is the Philadelphia Eagles genuinely typically don't use a featured back. They don't use a workhorse back. So, I mean, the, the, I mean, you, you just went over it. I just – the floor is low, but the ceiling is so damn high. So, I mean, if I'm taking him in, like, the mid to late third round – He's not going there right now, but I think after people talk him down, he may end up going there. Uh, I'd be willing to take him there, but I agreed. I mean, if you're take if you're investing a late second, early third round pick in him, I'm just staying clear at this point simply because he just doesn't have the safety I want in my uh, picks around that range. So, Bush, what are your thoughts on uh, Sanders? Uh, yeah, for Sanders, I think he'd be a perfect like RB three. But you're not going to, like, unless you go RB, 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 like, in the first three rounds, he probably won't be your RB3. You'd probably be looking more as your RB1, RB2. And I, I, I think I think he does have a lot of upside. And I don't like betting on players who I think are incredibly talented, which I think Miles Sanders is. But it's hard to ignore the tendencies of the coaching staff. They've never really used a, um, a feature back. And they sort of started to last year. But that was more so um, out of necessity because Jordan Howard got hurt. So I, I – I understand the the upside and I do think he has a lot of it, but where he's going, I do think it is a little too high. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, normally we would have had Tyler come on to talk about his running back bust, but unfortunately he was feeling under the weather. So we just stuck with our three, us three today. Again, this is another uh, episode of our bus video of bus series. Uh, we'll be bringing you back receiver bus shortly. So stay tuned. Hope you guys enjoyed. I mean, this is fantasy stock exchange. Nick, you want to, Talk about your channel before. We oh yeah, uh, down below in the description, Notorious Fantasy. Type that in on YouTube. You should be able to find it. Notorious FNTSY on Twitter. Just check it out. It's similar content to here, but they they deliver a lot more fact based content. Mine's more like you know, it's just for for fun. But 
hopefully you guys enjoyed. If you want to check that out, make sure to. And uh, Danny, you can outro the video here. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. Go like, subscribe down below. We're going to be linking our website. We're going to be linking Nick's channel, our own Twitter. So, uh, yeah, just follow along. I mean, we're building a special thing over here. So, you guys don't want to miss out. So, uh, that's, that's where we'll sign off. Stay tuned, guys. Take care.